Good morning and thank you for inviting me to come and talk about this uh, it's a small piece of research that my colleague um, Professor Sue Baines and I carried out a couple of years ago now. Um, I'll start by filling you in a little bit on the, on the background to the research. At MMU, I'm not supposed to say that now actually, we're supposed to call it Manchester Metropolitan University, but habit's really hard to break. Um, at Manchester Metropolitan University, we were one of the first of a very small group um, to offer degree apprenticeships back in 2015. So we offered um, 60, we had 60 degree apprenticeships on the first cohort of our um, digital technology degree apprenticeship back then. We were very keen to take up the degree apprenticeship mantle for two reasons. First of all, as a business school, we like to pride ourselves on being outward looking. We're very keen on developing links with industries. We already have a lot of very strong links with industry in Manchester and across the Northwest. And we saw this as a sort of natural progression to that. And we're also very keen on being an inclusive university and widening participation in the Manchester area and I think Alison's going to speak about that later on but that was also on our agenda when we looked at degree apprenticeships. Um, as one of the first universities to put these in place we decided very early on that this was an opportunity to do some research in the topic as well and um, we put in place a small amount of funding at the time internal funding to develop a program of research into degree apprenticeships and we uh, when we started we thought we wanted to look at three strands first we wanted to look at the teaching and learning aspects of degree apprenticeships and we have a small ongoing program of research in the business school looking at that um, we're collecting a lot of data from students and obviously from our own staff with their experiences of teaching and learning Widening participation, we also have a stream of research looking, using our data and also some work we're doing with Salford University looking at how we can widen, how degree apprenticeships are widening participation or indeed if they are widening participation. And what I'm going to talk about today is our research about um, what businesses value in degree apprenticeships. So this is just a very early piece of qualitative research where we set out to find out what businesses want from degree apprenticeships and to what extent we can fulfil their needs. And we were particularly interested in finding out what they valued over and above a traditional graduate. Why would they want? Is it just why they'd want to take a degree apprenticeship rather than um, a traditional graduate? So I'm going to say a very small amount about policy from a business perspective. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about policy. I'll say a little bit about our um, case study organisations. And then I'm going to present the findings under three headings. I would say that this wasn't equally what the businesses wanted to talk about. They wanted to say a little bit about why they wanted a degree apprentice. Their attitudes to funding were, they didn't seem to find that particularly important. They thought it was value for money and they didn't want to talk a lot about funding. What they wanted to talk about was the middle one, their role in developing the curriculum. This is what they um, 
they thought was the real value in a degree apprenticeship to them. And I'm going to finish up off by um, just saying a little bit about are these are their expectations sustainable in the long run from the point of view of the university. Um, but I'm going to start with this quotation. The state has no hold whatsoever over the actions of one key group of actors in apprenticeships, and that's the employers. So whatever we do as a university, whatever policy makers do, employers aren't going to engage with degree apprenticeships unless it's offering something that they value. And that's not necessarily financial value, as we'll see later. Um, they want to be involved not just for financial reasons, those are important, but they see a lot of other values in a degree apprenticeship over and above the economics. Okay, just a few key points about policy from a business perspective. Um, businesses now have a, a pivotal role in developing apprenticeships and particularly degree apprenticeships. Probably most of you are familiar with the uh, demand-led approach that um, both Leach and the Richard Review advocated. Um, this idea that skills and learning should be tailored to the needs of business rather than driven by higher education itself. So, development of this from the Richard Review was the trailblazer groups where employees, professionals, the training providers worked together to put, to, to put together um, an apprenticeship standard for each occupation. So we've been involved in putting together a couple of these and employers again have a pivotal role in, in that. What I would argue is from the point of view of businesses is that this has recast them in the role of purchasers of higher education. They, they're going to have a lot of money to spend. Some of the big organisations are going to have a lot of money to spend when with, from the apprenticeship levy. And they can spend this on higher education if they want to, if higher education is offering what, what they value. Um, so it's, it's a kind of, rather than the students and financed by loans as the purchase of higher education, businesses are now going to, I think in the future, and are already uh, um, a large purchaser of higher education. Do you want me to say a bit about the apprenticeship levy? <laughs> um, the apprenticeship levy, um, it's, it's probably the first time in the UK that we've had this kind of training levy since the old industrial training boards in the 1960s. So it's 0.5 of a percent of the wage bill for large organisations with a wage bill of over £3 million. So imagine for some large organisations like Virgin Trains that we have degree apprenticeships with, Rolls-Royce, Pizza Hut we're running one with now, they, they're going to be contributing a lot to the levy. Um, if, the, if their levy isn't spent, there is a very complicated system of redistributing it to small organisations who are non-levy payers. But I, don't, I really don't know the detail details of that, but it will cascade down to small employers. 
in, over time. <coughs> I'd just like to say a little bit about what we did at Manchester Met. Um, these aren't national policies, these are our own policies that we put in place. We've appointed, before we started this, we appointed a head of apprenticeships and she has an, a team that actively go out and engage with the business community. Um, she already had a lot of contacts with the business community from her previous role at MMU and um, they take a very active role in going out to schools to talk about degree apprenticeships, the local chamber of commerce so that we can engage some of the smaller businesses in, in Greater Manchester and also the large businesses, some of whom we were already had close relationships with. We included businesses at all stages when we were developing our first degree apprenticeships and we set up a, a pre-validation advisory <coughs> board where we invited some of the businesses who were sending apprentices on our first degree apprenticeship to come and have an input into the curriculum development and methods of assessment, things like that. Obviously, as a university, we would have the final say in that one. Well, final say what went forward to be validated um, but we thought it was important to include businesses at all stages of, uh, of the process so will businesses actually want to act as purchasers of higher education and these were some of the things that we looked at some of the existing research and some of our own ideas and we thought they might not want to engage in this if existing graduates or their own graduate training schemes are already fully fulfilling their needs. What added value are they going to get from having a degree apprentice? Are they going to be value for money? Are they going to be concerned about the financial costs? And are the commitments associated with a degree apprentice too high? Um, there's a lot of administration involved on the part of the on part of the business and especially for small businesses who are maybe only taking on one or two apprentices would these extra commitments be too much okay a little bit about our case studies organizations what we wanted to do was get the view of a large business and a, and a small business. So we deliberately chose two companies, one who'd sent almost a third of our first cohort um, and have 500 or more apprentices internationally. These were all apprentices from the BSc degree apprenticeship and it's based on the digital technology solutions for apprenticeships. For um, professionals I should say. So it's a technology degree and some of the things that they talk about I think may be quite specific to technology degrees because it's such a fast changing area and things change so quickly. Um, and they're from the first cohort in 2015, our first 60 degree apprentices. Right, Company A was in the finance sector and they sent 20 apprentices to us. So they had a big input into developing this. They um, attended the pre-validation um, advisory board and they had a big input. They already have 500 apprentices internationally. 
so they're, they're well versed in apprenticeships. Um, company B was a small local business based in Greater Manchester. They had no international profile. They're a high growth enterprise. They have a hundred employees and they decided to take two degree apprentices to send them on this first um, degree apprenticeship with us. And they're in the digital media section. Although they're a fairly small organisation, they did employ an HR manager and it was the HR manager that, that we spoke to. Okay, what did they value? Why did they think it was uh, an advantage to take a degree apprentice rather than um, a graduate? This was common to both of the case study organisations. They both thought that degree apprenticeships were going to help their staff retention. And the reasons that they thought this was because they thought that having someone there for that four years, because it's a four-year apprenticeship, having them there for that four years meant that they could work out where they fit within the business, that it was going to be a two-way process, that the apprentice and the employer could work out between them in that four years um, where they might fit within the business, that they could try out different things during the period of the apprenticeship. They could try different roles in the business, even within the small business. And they thought that at the end of the four years, they were going to have someone who not only had the degree, but also had a good idea of where they fit within the business. And they felt that this was an advantage because when an apprentice comes in, they've just spent three years training. They're less willing to take their time working their way around an organisation. They felt that apprentices were at some Graduates were more sort of in a hurry to find their ideal position, that they wanted to find somewhere where they fit immediately. And if they didn't fit, then they'd move on somewhere else. They didn't have that, didn't have the, uh, the luxury of having that time to find out. This was the large company, the large international finance company with um, large numbers of apprentices already. They liked the idea that they can put their skills to immediate use. Um, what she was talking about here was um, new graduates hit with the reality that what they learn's out of date. Her point really was that at a university we decide to run a degree, we have to get it validated, we have to sort out all that sort of stuff to do with the degree, we get it up and running, the students take, spend three years studying it and her argument was what they've learnt is already by this time at least five years out of date, which I think possibly a little bit unfair. I'm sure all of us who teach wouldn't like to think that we uh, never update our teaching material. But I think um, her point was that degree apprentices can put what they learn into action straight away in the workplace. Right from week one, they come to the university, they go back to work, and they can start putting that into action in the workplace. Um, that they don't have to study something for three years and then see how it works out in, in reality. So she probably did have a good point there that, uh, that they, can, they can do this right from day one. 
Um, company B was, was slightly different. They really valued the relationship with the university. Company A also valued it, but for Company B, I think they valued it for a different reason. They liked the support that the university could give them. They were only a small business and they'd had a lot of trouble recruiting high-caliber um, candidates. They were a very high-tech digital media business. They wanted high-caliber candidates, but when they advertised for graduates just as a small business in, in Greater Manchester, they were finding that they weren't attracting the, the highest caliber candidates. So what we do at MMU is the business can advertise the degree apprenticeship themselves through the normal channels, but they can also advertise it on our website as well. So Company B um, really valued the fact that they could put use the university in their recruitment and they could advertise on our, on our website. They liked having the, the sort of prestige that this is with Manchester Metropolitan University, it's not just us as a small business. Um, she got two really good candidates, two um, people that she's taken on now that have been with us since 2015 on our degree <coughs> apprenticeship. They're still there, they're excellent um, excellent degree apprentices and um, she feels that, that she would never have been able to do that without the support of the university. Again, if you have to put that everything they learn has been academic about the, the traditional graduates, which <coughs> again, it's a, it's a point of view that I don't necessarily agree with, but it's something that businesses came out with a lot, that what they learn has been academic and they've never had the opportunity to put it to, to work in the workplace. Um, both of them agreed that it's a big commitment taking on a degree apprentice for four years. I think Company B was a lot more phased with it, the small business. And they really liked the relationship that they had with our head of, um, head of apprenticeships and her team. They had a very close sort of personal relationship with her. They liked the fact that they could phone the apprenticeship team at any time and get support and help with admin, that type of thing that, uh, that um, is quite a big burden for a small business taking on a degree apprentice. Okay, this is what they loved. I mean, this isn't me sort of being partial and only putting up the positive comments. There actually were no negative comments about curriculum development. They loved it. It's exciting. It's long overdue. Um, Company A here, when she said over six months, it was a real eye-opener. This is when she was involved in the pre-validation um, board at MMU, and they really valued that very highly. Company A wanted to include what she called legacy technologies. I'm, a, I'm not a technical person, but I believe this is mainframe computing that they still used, and universities don't offer anymore because it's just not really what graduates want to learn. She wanted to include this, and because they were sending 20 students to us, it was feasible for us to offer this. We had someone who could teach it. Feasible to offer um, an option, an optional module on mainframe computing. 
Um, we also um, offer tailored assessed projects. So the employer and the, together with the apprentice can get together with the tutor and decide on a piece of assessed work tailored to the needs of the business. Obviously we have a final say, you know, that it's an, of an appropriate standard of, of work, but um, they, they valued that very, very highly indeed. Um, Company B was the exact opposite. They certainly didn't, weren't interested in legacy technology. What they wanted was the latest state-of-the-art digital, whatever it is they use, I've no idea. But they said that the university was sadly out of date <laughs> with what we, what we were offering. So they valued the fact that their students could do a piece of assessed coursework using their state-of-the-art technology and... Um, some poor soul at Manchester Met had to uh, set that assignment and mark it for them. Um, so that is where they really saw the value of the, of the degree apprenticeship. Thoughts on funding were, they just thought they were value for money and they saw them as a long-term investment. There were I mean, these are sort of businesses who have sort of been early adopters, and this was before the levy was introduced. But they were very, very keen on it, the idea that it did offer them value for money. I should say at the beginning that at Manchester Met, we decided to set a threshold, a sort of minimum threshold. So we only take degree apprenticeship, apprentices from employers that are paying above the minimum threshold that we've put there. Um, for two reasons. Firstly, we don't think it's a particularly good idea that degree apprentices are paid a, a low wage. And we wanted to, we were interested in quality and building good relationships with businesses that were serious in taking this forward. And we felt that it was a good idea to put that threshold in. Talking about the levy, um, oh, sorry, talking about degree apprenticeships in general, they thought it was quite a substantial amount, but well worth it. And they liked the fact that these degree apprenticeship apprentices came into the workplace full of energy and enthusiasm. Each time they'd been and done some work at the university or they'd been to us for a, a period of time, they went back into the workplace keen to put things into action and keen to um, um, energy, keen to sort of energise the workplace with their new ideas. Company A, who's going to be paying a huge amount in levy, thought it would be a tough gig to invest all of that money, but then I, she didn't really think that they would anyway. But she thought that um, a big proportion of it will go on degree apprenticeships. Um, company B was possibly a bit more interesting. They weren't recruiting the next year. They were massively confused about how this any of this money was going to cascade down to them as a non-levy payer and they'd taken the decision not to recruit any degree apprentices the following year even though they liked the idea they were keen and they actually wanted to take on more they were holding back for a year and I think the figures that have come out recently about the first year of the levy with apprenticeships going down may have a lot to do with this that people were hanging on 
and seeing how it pans out. Right, just quickly, what is the um, added value for employers? They really valued the effective two-way dialogue between, um, between us and the university. They felt that we were someone they could trust in this process. They came to us for advice, support, and they felt um, that we listened to them. And I think whether or not we put some of the th things they suggested in into action, they liked the idea that they had this relationship with us. They could contact us whenever they wanted and, and we would listen. Um, the support throughout the apprenticeship, I think the smaller business almost regarded it as a sort of additional HR support um, and how sustainable that would be for the university in the long term, I don't know. They loved the flexible work-based projects. They loved the fact that they could have a module on legacy technology if they could supply enough apprentices for it. They liked the individual projects. How far we can sustain that as a university, I don't know, because this was the first cohort of 60 apprentices. Whether we could keep doing that, whether we could keep having that many individual projects that we had to, or pieces of coursework that we had to discuss with the employer, the apprentice, set some sort of standards, someone has to mark all these individual projects, I'm not sure we're going to be able to sustain that in the long run. They liked um, our, our director of apprenticeships, they liked having that single point of contact within the university. <laughs> And she is quite a character and she's very easy to get on with and businesses really like that sort of outgoing approach and that they could talk to her personally if they wanted to or email her personally and she would get back to them. So I'd just like to finish with a question. Um, are we going to be able to sustain this in the, in the long term? Are we going to be able to sustain the things that employers seem to value most in the long term? Or... Is it, uh, is it going to become too much of a burden on us as higher education providers? Okay.